morning. Great to see you. I'm, I'm forgot to tuck my shirt in. I'm glad Brad mentioned. And anyway, I, I um, boy, I come from the days when you had to wear sports coats during the week or suits. Drove a Volkswagen uh, Rabbit vinyl seat snow air conditioning when we first came here. It was like disaster if I went to see somebody in the middle of the summer in the hospital. It'd be like put me in, you know, and uh, sweating so unbelievably. So some things get better, right, uh, in our world. So uh, it's great to have this time with you. It's always a high point every week for me. And I would say probably I'm more excited than I normally am, more fired up, because I, I, this morning I get to talk about what's one of my three core passions in these years that I've, I've been a part of Brookside staff. And, and, um, and if you were to ask me, you know, what, what energizes me the most? It wouldn't take me a minute to answer your question. It's preaching, it's sharing my faith in Christ with another person, and it's leading and creating small groups to help people uh, grow in their relationship with Christ and also grow in their relationship with each other. So I'm, I'm fired up, but I'm excited to be able to do everything I can this morning to convince you to become part of a, a, a small group, a community group, if if you're not part of one yet, and if you are part of a community group, to convince you to do your part in helping it become really the best possible group it can be. And I would say there's no better set of verses uh, to do this from than the last verses in the second chapter of the book of Acts. And I, as I've read those verses, and I've read them many times preparing for today, I think they've got small groups written all over them. So like Brad said, uh, we're doing a three-week series right now called Nucleus, and we're calling it Nucleus because what, we're, what Jeff and I are going to be doing is, is looking at what really are, have been core, core elements in the church from, from its very beginning. And so this morning, I'm going to talk about community through small groups, and then next Sunday, Jeff's going to talk about the movement of the Holy Spirit, the leadership, the, uh, the, the working of the Holy Spirit in the early church, still true today, and then... And then uh, Jeff's going to finish the series, the third Sunday, by talking about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's, let's take a look at today's scripture. Let me show you why I think small groups are written all over. It, uh, uh, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, said this, describing the early church. As, he said, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles' teaching was the word of God. And so what we're talking about is that they were devoted to God's word. And then it says, and to the fellowship. And fellowship is really talking about community. It's talking about relationships. And so as much as they were devoted to God's word, they were devoted to their relationships with each other. The breaking of bread, and we'll come back to that here in a minute. And prayer. Prayer is a key part of, a, of every small group. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. They sold property uh, and possessions to give to everyone in need. Big part of a of, of a small group uh, experiences providing care for everybody in, in a small group. And we'll talk about that here in a bit. And then it uh, goes on, and he said, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, and they broke bread in their homes. Uh, uh, there's a lot of different places that a small group can meet, but I believe one of the best places is in a home. Uh, it just it's got everything going for it. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, uh, eating as part of everything. So I just thought, mention that too. Praising God, enjoying, uh, 
By the way, did you know we're going to have donuts this morning? They're going to beat any kind of a donut you've ever had. I don't know how Becky comes up with this stuff, but she discovered this thing of donut bars. And, and I don't know if it's hit the Midwest yet, but it's, it's hitting this church today. And so you're going you're gonna to love this at, at the end. Now I'm not going to get you back for a while. So come back to the sermon. Come back to, okay. And it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And I think that's uh, a huge part of small groups because one of the things that I want to make sure that we have is when, when somebody begins a relationship with Christ, and I'd say their whole life, their whole spiritual walk, I would want to make sure that, that everybody's got a, 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 an opportunity to become part of a, of a small group. And uh, so I, I think that's got small groups written too. So all of these together point to what I'm convinced are seven essentials for every small group, for to be able to do what God would have a small group do. This morning, because of time, I'm just going to share four of these uh, to give you a vision of what Becky and I focused on with Brookside small groups over, over the years and, and what I'm going to be devoting myself to in the upcoming years. So first of all, uh, the, the first essential is for us to think life change. And I think you, you'll, you'll agree with me that the most more memorable we write or say something, the better, the better it is. And I, I believe Brookside's mission statement is a great example of this. It, it's right on target with what Jesus calls us to do, and it doesn't get much easier to remember. And so this statement, which is really our, our mission statement, Brad, Brad said it, uh, you want to write it down so you can take it home and just keep, I mean, memorize it. Uh, and so let's just say this together, all right? What we're all about as a church is helping people find and follow Jesus, okay? Helping people find and follow Jesus. Uh, if you've been at Brookside very long, you know that we've stated our mission. It all goes back to Scripture, what Christ said when he you know, left this earth. And we've, we've stated it different ways, but I think Jeff um, has done just an awesome job as he worked with his staff in help, helping us come to this statement because it's just it's so easy to remember and it's, it's, it's right, on, right on target. So it's the follow Jesus part that Think Life Change is all about. It's doing what it takes to lead people into a, a growing relationship with Jesus, a relationship in which we're changing in the best way possible, we're becoming like Jesus Christ himself. And, and, and first of all, what that means is that we're prioritizing the truth of God's word in making decisions and choices for our lives, which is exactly what Jesus did when he lived on this earth. You read the Gospels, and you see that every decision that Jesus made, everything he did, he kept referring back to God's word, to Scripture. And, and so that's what we want to do. Uh, and it, it's included in Luke's description. Again, look at this. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Wasn't, the apostles' teaching wasn't something they came up with themselves. It was all based on God's word. And so they devoted themselves to God's word. And so uh, uh, what we want to do, again, prioritize the truth of God's word in making decisions and choices for life. And when we do this, 
We'll gain an eternal perspective on our God-given time and abilities and resources. We'll learn to trust God's faithfulness in every circumstance of our life. We'll grow in unconditional love for others. We'll, we'll, we'll develop a, a forgiving and a compassionate heart. And we'll desire mental and physical purity in our lives. Life change is why we do groups. It's the reason I believe, and I, and I believe it to the core, that knowing and applying God's word to our lives has got to be our number one focus for every single one of our, of our small groups, our community groups. And I've always believed this. And I would say that uh, this 365 uh, journey that we've been on this year has only reinforced it for me. I've, I've, I've loved the... How, the stories that I've heard from people where, from you, where you've said, see, this, this is the first time in my life that I've, that I've even attempted to read scripture and, and, and to hear, the, you know, I, I, I finished the Old Testament. And, then, and, and even more than that is to hear from so many of you the difference it's made in your life as you've, as you've developed the discipline of reading scripture each day, each day, and, and, and you know, and seeing how God guides you. That's just awesome. Now, what I want to emphasize this morning is that it's one thing to read Scripture on your own. It's, it's awesome. It's incredible. I'm so thankful that I started doing that as a little kid in grade school. I, I, I don't regret that for a minute, that time that I spent reading God's Word. But i got to tell you, you take it to another level when you read it, and then you have a place to share what you've read and what you've learned with, with other people. And not only that, you have a place where there are things you read that you wonder, you know, what's this saying? What's this all about? And you can, you can get together with a, a small group of people, and you can ask the questions that you have, and, and you can learn from each other. And the other thing that is so important is to have a place of accountability. So that you have other, you have, you have people who are a part of your life that you trust who are going to hold you accountable so that you're not just simply reading God's word and putting it in your brain, but you're applying it to, you're, you're, you're having somebody check on you to, you know, are you really applying it to your life? Are you living it out? Living it out. So, <clears throat> I'm convinced, okay, I'm convinced that the best small groups are those where each member is reading scripture daily, journaling what they read, and then coming prepared to share what they've learned and to ask the questions that you have. And I would just say, this is all new to you. Uh, if you've never read scripture, ever journaled before, uh, one of the best things you can ever do is get this book written by Wayne Cordero called The Divine Mentor. And you're going to hear about it from me over <laughs> over and over again until I come across a better book. But it'll show you how to do it, that it's just not rocket science uh, to read scripture and, and to journal, all right? So, number one reason, first essential, why I think it's, it's, it's the greatest idea for you to, if you're not part of a, of a group this morning, to go to group link and, and do it, okay? Become part of a small group. The second essential I'm committed to is for every group to cultivate relationships. <clears throat> you know, ask me what inspires me the most about small groups, and I'll say it's the optimal environment they provide 
for life change. And there's no doubt that life change happens here on a Sunday morning. I, I know that, that life-changing decisions and choices are made as a result of being here on a Sunday morning. I, I know that. I know it. But I also know that the most significant and enduring life change happens in relationship with other believers where you're not sitting in rows, but you're sitting in circles. I know, I know from all of these years that I've been a pastor that there are things that happen face-to-face that will never happen sitting shoulder-to-shoulder on a Sunday morning. I just know it. I just know it. There's a lot of things I don't know, but I, I know this one. I'm absolutely convinced of it because I've seen it happen over and over again. And so I'll never be content with any one of us coming here on a Sunday morning, week after week, year after year, without, without the opportunity to have a, a small group that you can become a part of. I'm convinced that the journey we're on as followers of Christ was never meant to be done alone. Uh, there is so much power in building trusting relationships where you can talk to the real issues of life. I mean, to find out that other people have the same struggles that you have and, and face the same challenges that you face in life. And, and, and not simply finding this out, but, but having others come alongside you and support you and speak wisdom into your life that's exactly what you need for, for what you're dealing with at that point in your life. I just believe it. I just know it's true. And personally, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine not having a small circle of friends who challenge me to take it to the next level in my walk with Christ, who, who don't let me stay comfortable and not take risks in my life. I just can't imagine not having a circle of friends like that. In fact, I'd say, uh, <laughs> I'd say if this isn't happening in your small group, if you're part of one, uh, you need to come to Jesus small group time together, all right? Because it might be that you become too comfortable with each other being too comfortable, you know? And in fact, I would, I would say sometimes, not always, but sometimes uh, it's an indicator of being with the same group of people too long. You've, you've all kind of gotten kind of insightish, you know, and, and uh, risk-averse in your life. Just, just saying, all right? Um, and then there's the whole issue of spiritual drift in our lives. Drifting away from Christ, drifting away from holiness and towards sin. Craig Rochelle, I think he made one of the, the best statements about this that I've, that I've ever heard. He, he said, by nature, we drift towards sin rather than toward God. We can never say that we fell into holiness. I love that. We, we can't say, I'm so perfect now. I wonder how it happened. You know, he said, you do not drift into a life that's holy. You've got to be intentional in what you do that will move you into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what accountability is all about. You know, uh, uh, being in trusting relationships where hard truth can be spoken into your life. It's just so valuable. You know, we got to be intentional about this. It's not just going to happen. And I believe one of the best places for this to happen is in a small group setting. And again, I'm just telling you, I know it's true. I've had too many years as a pastor not to know that this is true. The writer of Hebrews, I think, spoke so well to this. This is what he said. 
He said, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. That, that's drift. That's spiritual drift, drifting away from God, drifting away from holiness. But then he, he said this, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. In this context, that little Greek word that's translated as encourage doesn't mean way to go. You know, like, good job. It doesn't mean that. What it means is it, it's, it's a word that means appeal to or urge strongly or beg or implore. And so what Paul's saying is, I want you to be in each other's lives. I, I want you to know that when someone is beginning to drift so that you can help them before their heart becomes hard, where you just implore them, you know, with them, you, you beg them to stop the sinful life that they're living. Again, this is why I feel this so deeply. This is not going to happen shoulder to shoulder in a row, okay? Drifting just doesn't show in a, in a row. It's, isn't it true? It's so easy to walk in here every Sunday morning, and you, and you look good. You know, on a, I mean, I bet you've done it, right? You've driven in here. You might have had a meltdown on the way in as a family. But you get out of it. And you walk into this building, and it's like, everything's happy here, you know? You can have a meltdown yourself on the way here. I've had it, like some idiot driver in front of me, you know? Uh, and then my bad side comes out. And then I, but I walk in the building, hi, everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. But here's where it gets serious. And I've had this happen so many times where somebody will tap me on the shoulder because they have nobody else in their life and they'll say, my life is messed up majorly right now. I blew it. It's possible you can be so deep into sin and come here Sunday after Sunday and no one knows it. And, and because no one knows, nobody can help. See, that's why I get so passionate about small groups. Because I know the only way anyone's going to know about your sinful, unbelieving, drifting heart is if you're in a circle, face-to-face -face with people who know you and who love you and who you can trust. Now, so that's another great reason. Join a community group. Number three, third essential that I'm committed to is for every small group to provide care, all right? Provide care. And again, that's another part of Luke's description uh, th that he gives to us. And so we read this. They, uh, uh, they devoted themselves, okay, teaching, fellowship, and prayer, all right? And, it, and then it says at the very end, they sold property and possessions to give to everyone in need. So first of all, prayer. <clears throat> There, if you've ever experienced, you know what I'm talking about. There is something so powerful about the experience of having other people pray for you. Isn't that true? If you've ever experienced, it's just, it's just overwhelming. It's so good. And then, they're, they're on, on the other side of it, it's so powerful what it does for you. Not just the experience of it, but the difference it makes in your life when you have other people praying for you and when you can pray for others. 
And then the whole thing of our, of our needs. Our, our needs come in all kinds of different packages. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is financial. But more often than not, it's, it's a whole bunch of other things, different needs, whether it's big needs or, or little needs in our life that, that a small group can meet. I mean, that's something I want for everybody who's a part of Brookside. I know there's so many needs that exist in a church this large. And, and everything in me wants, wants you to have a small group of trusted friends who will be there for you when you need it the most. And the thing about life is you never know when that day is going to come, when you're the one in need. And so another great reason to become part of a, of a community group, for you to care for others and to have others care for you. Fourth essential is promote participation. Okay, I'm going to do this quickly. Uh, I want to say three things, all right? Three things about this. First of all, Participation has everything to do with how a small group learns together. Whether it's from scripture or any, any other book you read or a video you, video you watch. Again, it's not sitting in a row where you learn from a teacher. The, the person leading your group is not the gatekeeper of knowledge, all right? It's, it's sitting in a circle where you learn from every other person in your group. And your leader's just a facilitator of the discussion. Which means, all right, and here's the participation part, all right? The better each group member comes prepared, I'm just convinced of this, the better your conversation together and the more you're going to learn from each other, the more this leads to growth and life change for everybody if everybody does their part in preparing, if you're all participating in that, okay? You know what I found? I've found, and this is a fun thing, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're just starting out in your walk with Christ, i got to tell you, sometimes those of us who've been followers of Christ for, for years learn more from you than from anybody else because it's like looking at, it's like a parent goes through with their child, you know, where you discover life all over again through the eyes of your child. That sometimes happens as we listen to somebody as they're just beginning to discover the truth of God's word. So don't ever hesitate, you know, sharing what you're learning if you're brand new in your walk with Christ. Second thing, for any small group to function well, all right, there has to be a sense of ownership where group responsibilities are shared by everybody. Listen, listen everyone, it's not all, all on your leader, okay? It's, it's everybody taking ownership, whether it's hosting your small group or coordinating all the logistics that make a group go well, planning socials, leading the prayer time, coordinating what it takes for group members to care for each other, identifying leading the group and serving opportunities, okay? Ownership, responsibility. Third, okay, it's your consistent presence when your group meets, don't ever want to go into a group, and I'd say it this morning, right now. Don't go to group link, going into the attitude, I'll be there when it's convenient. I'll show up when I feel like showing up, okay? There, there's not a group that functions well if even one member of the group has this kind of a, of a mindset, okay? So why would, I, why would I add this last part this morning? Because after all, I, I, I want to motivate you to be in a group. But I also, yes, I do. 
But I'm saying if you join a group thinking it's all on the leader and everybody else, you're going to miss out on a huge part of what it, what it means to make you become more like Christ, and that's taking responsibility and serving, being a team player. And you know what else? You'll diminish the strength and the effectiveness of the group that, that you join. All right, <laughs> okay. So I thought it'd be fun. We got these four essentials, think life change, cultivate relationships, provide care, and promote participation. I thought it'd be uh, fun to have one of our uh, community groups join us this morning. And so um, I've asked uh, Sam and Alyssa Butler to uh, <laughs> bring their group. And um, I'm working with the clock this morning, everybody, because we're 60 minutes today, all right? So, <laughs> great. Good. We lost somebody. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay standing? All right, all right. Well, um, yeah, Sam, you want to introduce these group members? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Adam, yeah. It's Adam, yeah. Great. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. By the way, I just got to throw this in real quickly. Any guesses on what Sam does? He's a high school teacher, and he's a football coach. Yeah. Yeah, you... They're big, yeah, the guys, they, they're all big in this group, so that's kind of one of the requirements, right? So, all right, so uh, life change, okay? And I talked about the importance of scripture um, in this 365 we've been doing. Uh, what would you like to share? Um, any thoughts on that? Mike, and maybe you know, that mic's going back to you, Mike. Okay. Huh. Ah, fantastic. I just say, way to go. It makes me so proud of you that you're doing that. And I know the, <clears throat> all of you, right? You've been, been reading scripture, and, and uh, I love, I just love it. You told me the other night how much you enjoyed Leviticus and, and the prophets. You, were, you actually said you hoped all of scripture was Leviticus. Yeah, not true, right? All right. <laughs> All right, now, um, yeah, so I'm proud of you guys. You've been reading scripture, and um, wh what's been your experience as you do come each week and you share what you've read? Do you agree with me that that helps take your, you do? Any reason why you would say that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. Ah. Yeah. And ask questions. 
That's right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's just the best. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Um, relationships. And I thought this was fun. So did any of you know each other before you became part of this group? You didn't, right? Um, how well you think you're getting to know each other now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you? You do? <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, what you shared the other night, you know, uh, how, how, what are you finding your, you know, you, what's happening in your group as far as? You can't disclose that. Yeah. Adam? Yeah. That's great. Huh. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Group link. Yeah. Just went for it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, providing care. Any thoughts, examples? Yeah, that was, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Adam had surgery. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Ah. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um look time okay, yeah. So one more. Um I love what you shared with me the other night as far as promoting participation, the prayer thing. Um, one of you want to share that? The, yeah, that's cool.
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Great, great way to end this. Isn't that awesome, everybody? Thanks so much. All right? Yeah. Okay, Brad's going to come up here right now from the back, and he's going to help you understand how you, if you'd like to join a small group today, you can do that out at um, our group link, and um, also grab yourself a donut. That's right. Out there. Thanks okay. so much, Steve. Thanks, Brad.